This episode is where I, Canem, answer the question, what drove me to perform? This was a suggestion from our friend uh, Polycostia17, or Constantin. We are open to suggestions, so please let us know at Instagram, through a direct message, or through our email, tonaldistancing at gmail.com. Lick of the week! My life boring. Destroy. <laughs> Just destroy children prodigies that are better than me. By becoming better. Children than are not the future. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely not. real, though, because that, that might be a different, a whole different episode for a different day. But, like, I've thought, I think Us about. getting older and playing guitar. Yeah. Or destroying prodigies. Aging and playing music, because I think about age a lot as a fear. I notice I have a subconscious a lot about and i think canem we've talked about this about like kind of age or stage of life or feeling that like it's very easy in music to compare yourself and i know a lot of i mean i know especially a lot of women have felt that with like the music industry and stuff so i I, if i feel this way i can't imagine what other people feel like but like even for me i have this feeling of i have this fear of becoming an irrelevant like dweeb and being like or being like too old like I've, I've struggled with back pain for the last week and i and my fix was fixing my guitar but i had this feeling where i was like dude i'm no i can't like what if what if this is something that plagues me for the rest of my life or like what if i get too tired to want to tour what if i get too tired to want to do this or what if i get to a point where i and those are all those are more irrational based on like what i perceive with age and things i tie to age because the age doesn't mean shit unless but it's just that that kind of thing i think of when i see especially instagram i'll open it up and i'll see that like 12 year old kid in indonesia who's fucking amazing and i'm like that's great that's awesome i'm not knocking it it's just then i'm like what are his dreams yeah i'm like what am i or like bands that i know that i'm like they're like 23 and then they're you know i mean it's funny that you say that because um i think part of it for me is I actually think consciously about aging and how maybe to age with your music. And that's one of the reasons why, like, I still try to every once in a while um, write or release a song that I feel like this is something I can play forever. Like, and that, I think that might be why I kind of sometimes really enjoy the blues and this even like just what you guys are called dead boring blues. But like, just like, just. <laughs> There's something simple like that. Don't wanna fight no more. I mean, I don't even know if I was gonna play that, but no, that song that's a song she could play forever. Like that's I mean that song sounds like it's from the seventies or the eighties or timeless, yeah. But like i I mean I read this whole book or listened to this whole book called Perennial Seller. Um and uh, by Ryan Holiday, but part of that book is like writing something that like lasts. Like it's funny that you mentioned Queen. Like Bohemian Rhapsody is a classic song. It has gone number one on the Billboard originally when it came out, when Wayne's World came out, and when Bohemian Rhapsody the movie came out. It's such a good song that whenever anyone just m- highlights it, it immediately skyrockets because it's such a fantastic song. I think the and, reason for that too is how ahead of its time it was because yeah. like I feel like it really was just this. Like, I, I'm I'm curious at the time if people fully got it 
because like I've re- I've heard about those situations where like there are bands that like become they have that lasting effect later because of how different they were for their time. So then it's kind of like music evolved to them, and then they became like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's time. It's I, I think more than even what you do. A lot of that thing with the age and time is more based on um, your approach and outlook. Um, yeah, like because I mean it's uh, it's kind of something I I didn't think of it was uh, was from Bernie Sanders when he he said something about like someone asked him like well, you're like an old dude like how are you gonna like how do you think why do you think people are gonna think you're relevant or and he's like it's more about the age of your ideals than your age yeah. and like that actually resonate like I thought about that a lot. I was like that's wow that's really interesting to think about because like their yeah your age and stuff doesn't dictate how your viewpoint I think what with people associate I mean, with age is sometimes a thing to be less willing to try new things or to view it yeah. I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm like I grew up with this so this is what I view as right and like if you didn't do it the way I grew up with you're wrong and get the hell out like yeah. like that kind of mentality I think is more corrosive yeah good word. I, I mean yeah, corrosive. It, yeah. it, it ages you before you you are actually age. Like, when you mentioned mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, I think Bernie Sanders is, like, probably, like, I think he's in the 60s, the way he acts. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not. Like, even, like, you know, some other, pop, like, some people, like, I just think, oh, they're way, like, Keith Richards, like, I know he's probably, like, up there. But to me, in my mind, at most, 60. Like, the way he acts, that dude could be 50 <laughs> some days, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, I guess, I guess, what what was funny um it, i was asking zach about like what started him playing guitar um and maybe what started him playing instruments in general is because when this question of first gig and what drove you to perform came up right i just it, it's so funny like because you said your mom told you like just you know play play drums uh or, or do percussion in band because it's something that like um i see you enjoying more my, for me, it was my dad. It wasn't, like, so much I was, like, picking, like, violin. It had nothing to do with that. My brother had already played violin. I started playing violin before I even picked up or even thought of playing guitar, um, like, in, in, like, elementary school or middle school. And then it was just, I think my dad always had this, this desire to be, he just, my dad is, like, such a lover of music. When you talked about, like, we grew up in the internet age and that's why, how we consume music. I mostly consume music from like CDs and DVDs. I, I had like live concert DVDs because like my dad would buy those sorts of things. So I did I was like late to like the internet game when it came to actually like even pirating. I, did, I don't think I I pirated when like LimeWire was hot and then I stopped as soon as we got a virus in our you computer. Want me to so edit like this shit out, for dude? one day. <laughs> what? He's, he's admitting to uh... FCC comes after you like. Yeah. Uh, I did not. <laughs> I was joking. That was a joke. I only use <laughs> please, the please edit it like that. Like, I was joking. That was a joke. But no, I mean, I just we, we just had CDs. But my dad was such, is such a music fan, um, you know, in particular of like '80s thrash metal, like a lot of '80s hard rock metal music um, into the '90s that he wanted to play. And I mean, the the double cutaways is my dad's guitar, but he wanted to play in a band and do all of that. 
Um, and he was, and it also kind of leaks into my playing where like I kind of think maybe overthink like image and like um, how you're perceived maybe a little bit too much. But he was all about like that lifestyle and music. And then he really wanted me and my brother to play music and play rock and metal and stuff and like all the stuff that he grew up on. And so, I mean, it's it's basically I feel like it was like a flip of the coin, really. Because my dad just set my brother up. I got the guitar. My brother got drums, and that's just what it was. And I was like, not. Nah, I probably, I probably got the. My brother got a drum kit when he was like, uh, probably like four or five years old. So like one of those small drum kits, and literally only made noise because he, he didn't have lessons. So that's all my brother and I really did on it. But when it came to when I was like ten, and my brother was probably like eleven, twelve, he got a drum kit. I got a guitar, a knockoff J.R. Reynolds Strat. And some little Fender, probably like ten watt amp, and my brother and I would just used to go at it in the basement. Like we had lessons for a little bit for maybe like a year, and I think maybe like every other week for another year. So maybe like two years of lessons, and then ever since it's just been playing, playing, playing. Um, and that's how I think it just. Sometimes I feel like it's just like naturally when you pick up these things, it's just like someday I gotta just be be out there just. <laughs> just playing playing something out in front of people so i think that's one of the things that really drove me um to perform and also being linked up with my brother who played drums is just instantly like day one not really day one but like day three practice i mean uh, lesson three we were probably practicing stuff together um i mean definitely like you know everyone's favorite riff and you know guitar center Definitely, it was like one of the very first things I learned. Um, a lot of that stuff, uh, and then also, uh, like, I remember playing a lot of that stuff very early on, um, and that's just kind of what you know drove me to perform and kind of has that 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 kernel was like a big part of me just playing, and and a lot of the first gigs. Uh, like very first gig was probably in my backyard for like my brother's birthday party. And we were probably just playing, uh, again, we were probably playing sweet child. Mine. And, um, uh, and just some other stuff. Uh, I know I, I was playing guitar, either our friend Mo or, um, we had a friend Chuck, a friend Carlos that, that played bass and guitar and stuff. And I just remember we, we just probably played at like my brother's birthday party um, but one of the things I always remember to this day about Sweet Child of Mine is that when you get to the like the main solo, right? Um, I'm sure Zach knows this. It's the main solo is an E minor, so all the chords are naturally kind of an E minor. But like, I didn't understand music well enough um, and how it was written well enough to tell the other guitarists that that's what you play. Because I didn't learn the rhythm parts. I'm the lead guitarist. I'm just learning the leads. And so I'm like dead 100% sure I told the rhythm guitarist, play A, C, and, C, uh, and, and D. For the whole solo session. So I know. Oh it was like God, probably, sound like, probably sound like a buckethead Guns N' Roses solo. <laughs> just kidding. Buckethead's really good. But got him. Oh, I'm going to use that clip That's right fine. there. Got That's you to fine. Say, You're welcome. Buckethead's that. really good. <laughs> but, cool. I will right. say nothing else so you can't try yeah. to 
piece things together and have me insult slash. Oh, I, I can I can figure it out. I, I can know. piece your other words together. I hate you. <laughs> no, I think it was just the first gig, brother's birthday party in the backyard, just playing on a, a slab of cement. Probably just the worst audio setup ever, but I just remember that felt. I, I remember it felt really fun to play for the first time. I don't think I was as nervous because like it's like my brother's friends or his classmates and stuff, so I didn't know them as well. So it didn't matter to me. But um, between that and then I think playing at like a, we played at like our middle school talent show probably every year that I was there, so like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So like the, uh, the maybe the second or the sub first gig would be like in front of everyone at the talent show, and that was just really fun. I I, I gotta find a picture somewhere that like, there's a picture of like me and my brother. And I don't know who the drummer was. So I think this is probably seventh grade because I don't think my brother, my brother was like in ninth grade by that point. But there's like a picture of like some kid in the audience and like you see like through like the, the rock horns like to the stage and it's like me and my brother. And it felt like the most like, I don't know, one of the most youthful moments of my life. But yeah, the first gigs, what, what drove me to perform. This week we have Shu doing our outro for us. So, you know, check out the details below and what we'll put on the screen. But um, yeah, check him out. He's a great guitarist. He plays for Union Fool as a guitarist, and he does some of his own stuff as well. So check him out. Thanks uh, for watching the show, and tune in next time. Feel free to reach out to Tonal Distancing. You know, DM or email us tonaldistancing at gmail.com. If you have an intro or outro or something you want us to show us and you want us to plug into the show, um, just reach out to us. We're we're happy to work with you. So again, Tonal Distancing. DM us. Uh, email us at Tonal Distancing. We're, we're happy to throw you in the intro or the outro. We want to work with more guitarists and, and hear your skills. I know we have some, but we know that you have more. So feel free to reach out to us. Thanks. This is from day 7222. Uh, this section is from a song that I wrote a long time ago called Whiskey, Beer, and Wendy.